I want to share another another story here. As as a leader, I've really got to be real. Um, so I got to throw away the CEO persona, smartest guy in the room. I got all the answers. It's just not true. It's just not true. So as soon as I get that out on the table, now I become real. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. This is part two of our interview with Tut Hill CEO, Tom Carmazzi. Tom, you're shaking your head. What's going through your head? No, I, just, there, there's, this, there's this part of this in which you have to make your stand. And, 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 and so for us, you know, we have had customers come back and say, hey, look, if you don't lower your price, we're leaving. And, and we said, you know, gosh, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but if you got to go, you got to go. Because we really do believe that we're bringing the value. And we've had customers leave us and then subsequently come back. They're like, um, yeah, I, I, we'd like to come back. And we're like, great, fine. And the price is still the same. You know, so it's not like we're going to lower it down now for you because you came back. Price is still the same because, by God, our people are working our butts off. And we think we've earned it. You know, it's not like we're asking for something we haven't earned. We, we've earned it, and we believe that as you use our product, you will see that too. We've been fortunate that uh, we've been able to have most of our customers see that. Um, you know, I, I, I was in a, a huge conference room of, of uh, one, of the, one of the automotive companies and um, just getting the living daylights beat out of us. And, <laughs> and so I said, that's it. It's it. We're leaving because you know the engineer that I had with me. The guy just had blood all over him. He was just getting killed, and and uh, and, and they ended up calling us. It's kind of ugly, but called us a liar. And I said, you know what? I, the one thing I know is we will never intentionally lie or deceive. We may think we know something and find out subsequently that we don't. But we're leaving now, and we're never coming back. And the guy said, you know, sit down. You know, you've invested $5 million. You're not going to be able to leave. And I said, no, we are. And that's just a sunk cost. And sorry, but, but we're leaving, and we will not be back. The guy followed me all the way out to the parking lot. And he said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll call you on Monday. I said, great. You know, I'll pick up the phone. We'll, we'll talk. But I, I'm not coming back. And we never went back. So, so just good you know, for you. There, there's, a, there's a part of this that, you know, for us. That's we, powerful. We, we, that's powerful. You know, we just feel as though. Yeah. We got to be serious about it. Yeah, and, and you and, and you value your people. You value that person's heart above just making a profit. Yeah, you know, and that yeah. that value goes to just being a um, a family. I guess a family owned Jay Tuthill, just a sole owned company, as opposed to you know we need to make the numbers for the stockholders. You can say no to the things that you should say no to in order to live out your compass, if it makes sense. Well, yeah. So it, thanks for for bringing that up, Jason, because you know. 2008, 2009 were, were, were pretty bleak years for all of us. And so Jay Tuthill called, uh, you know, all the leaders in to Burr Ridge from throughout the world and basically said, so, so guys, I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We, we got we to work our way out of this. And one of the things that came up pretty quickly was, hey, Jay, I mean, 
you take people out of the office for three days, you fly them down to Florida, or you take them in an eastern suburb, you know, Chicago, that's got to cost you a lot of money. Why don't you stop all this radical leadership training? And Jay said, we'll never stop. Next. And, I mean, that was just so powerful. I mean, you could just tell we are not stopping this journey. That, that, that is not any type of expense. It's an investment, and we'll never stop making that investment. And I loved it. I mean, it was like, yes. You know? So, so I, I have been very blessed to have him as, as the owner because uh, he's a very visionary and long-term thinker. He's not a quarter-to-quarter guy. I'm not going to kid you. He, he looks at the numbers, so it's not like he's benevolent. Oh, yeah, whatever you get's fine. No, no, it's not that at all. But yet he, he's, he's just been extremely helpful having us stay the uh, course. That's great. So Jay is still a prominent source in the business. He works out of the Springfield, Missouri facility. Andy, his son. His son. His son, okay. Andy, fifth, gen- fifth generation, works. works out of Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Jay lives in Hinsdale. Oh, okay. And, of course, as a chairman, is in here at a very minimum four, four times a uh, that year. That was the question I wanted, and, four times uh, per and year. And yet, you know, I think the world of, of Jay's wisdom. So I will contact Jay, I'd say mm, every month, month and a half, and ask for his wisdom on certain topics. And he comes in, and, and, and I love those, love those dialogues. One of the things that, that seems to be um, a common subject matter and making chips and something that, you know, um, the metalworking nation always asks for is, you know, developing your core values so that you can make sure you have the right people on your team and that you're always evaluating hiring people according to that. The compass doesn't necessarily say these are our core values um, per se. Um, Would you say that some of those components do encompass what you want in someone that, that you're going to hire or what you would call your core values? Uh, so our vision, mission, values, brand statement had six values. Okay. So we've got integrity, respect, responsibility, courage, awareness, and excellence. And so those six values, uh, again, were with us for nine years. And so when we created the compass, one of the things said, oh, my gosh, if the values aren't listed, we're going to lose them. And you know, we talked about that. And where we got to was, let's just make sure we're, we're clear. So if someone shows up and they fib to us, they're disrespectful, they don't take responsibility, they don't show courage, they don't convey excellence, and they're unaware, they get to hang out here? There's no way. I would not think so. Right, no. exactly right. Bye-bye. So, yeah, so, so it's like, no, I, you know, we <laughs> these things are part of our fabric, and now it's time to, to move on to behaviors, not to leave them behind, but we're bringing them with and so now the behaviors, curiosity, clarity, grit, grace, gratitude, and love, it's like now we're looking for what we're going to see. And so that's, that, that, that was a shift for us to go from values to behaviors. But those, those, those six values are still very prominent for us. That's interesting. And I would actually say that our core values that we, we call our core values as a company, they actually are behaviors. And I've often used those interchangeably, but maybe I should be more specific in the way that I articulate that these are behaviors that mm-hmm. we want to see mm-hmm. come out of people. Um, you know, Jason, another thing that I, would, that I would say on that is because we, we had a lot of, is it a value? Is it behavior? And, and it really, you know, what can we consistently model? Yeah. You yeah. know, more than let's get the category right. It's like, no, what are you really looking for for your business? And then how well can you model it? Yeah, th- this goes so. back to, you know, you can't just paint it on the wall. You have to right. live it out. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And especially at, at your level, you have to live those things out. And that's a great testament to your leadership that you brought that team back during that meeting. And you said, this doesn't align with the compass. Yeah. Yeah. 
so you also have a um, have a model called the Four Sticks, and <laughs> I, I you you never actually called it the Four Sticks, but that's actually what it says on yes. the uh, the Tuthill website. Mm-hmm. I I think it's I think it's great. I feel like it is the way that I run my company. I'm sure that in a lot of ways Jim runs his company um, that way too, and a lot of the other manufacturing leaders run their company. It's a very visual tool, mm-hmm. so it's going to be hard for the manufacturing leaders to really. Get as much out of it by listening. So I would I would definitely recommend for them to go to to Tuthill's website. But can you explain the four sticks for us? Sure. So if you think about an X and Y axis, right? I, I know what that that Cartesian coordinate system, right? Yeah. There yeah. there you go. And and uh, and of course, Jim, as you point out, and you draw four sticks at a thirty degree angle, not thirty parallel. No, not 35, 30-degree thank, angle. Thank you, Tom. Yes, yes, Jim pointed that out. That 30-degree, and they're, and they're parallel with each other. They're not they intersecting. Um, and so if as, as I go left to right naming these sticks, the first of the four is an active or a live leader, a live leader. The next stick is really the team. The stick after that are our processes or structures, and then the last stick, is the results. And so the way we talk about these four sticks is as you go left to right, that will create sustainable results. So a little bit more detail is as that alive leader climbs, as he or she climbs, she will pull the team up. As the team climbs, then they'll pull your processes up as well. So they'll become more rigorous, they'll become more disciplined. As those three areas climb, those three sticks climb, then the results climb. And then it's sustainable. You know, uh, I previously worked for a publicly held company, and we didn't go left to right. We went right to left. Most, I would say most companies probably do. They, they start with the results. Yeah, so it's like hit, the, hit those results every single quarter. And, and, and so that's just a much different environment culturally. And so when we were talking about we want sustainability, that's when we really started thinking more and more about the left to right versus the right to left. Yeah, and, and obviously... Tuthill is concerned with the results. Oh, sure. But, but, Absolutely. But you have to be conscious as far as where does that start? You know, and it starts with that alive individual and that alive team. Yeah. So um, you haven't asked, and of course it's, it's, it's privately held, but we've got 42% of our sales is on our balance sheet in cash. We have zero debt. Wow. Okay. If, if you divide our realized gross margin by our operating working capital, uh, that ratio is the best in the industry, and uh, so so we're we're executing at at a high level. Our balance sheet is extremely strong. What we're trying to do is grow. And of course, everyone listening, that's nothing different. <laughs> you know, everyone everyone's focused on uh, growth. But but we've worked long and hard to 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 get to this to this spot, and and uh, so we, we we do feel as though. This, this stuff is, is more than just chatter. It really is things that, that, that is helping that fourth stick. So I want to shift the, the conversation just a little bit. Wake the World. I would highly recommend that, once again, people go to waketheworld.com. It's a different, I guess, platform for Tuthill. And there's a video up there that is just extremely inspirational. What, what inspired you or your team to create Wake the World and create that video? And what, what does that mean to the company? Yeah, so the wake the world is is really the heart and soul of the compass, you know. So we had this vision, mission, values, brand, and it didn't have a purpose, and people couldn't relate to it. So we decided we had to get clear on what our purpose was, and so we hired a firm to help us find our purpose. 
And the owner of this firm said, well, you know, the fruits are in the roots. And so he asked Jay about the history. And, of course, there you hear the story about the heart. And boom, that was, that was it. And that's so, it. That yeah, started it. That's that exactly it. right. That's and, it. And so to wake the world, which is really about awaking the heart and aliveness. And, and, and so, you know, one of, our, one of our taglines now is to pump your heart into it. And, and so that's, that's really how it, how it got started. Uh, and so once that purpose was there, the rest of it flowed. I mean, we said, well, gosh, if, if this is our purpose, what's the vision have to be? What's the mission? And those, the our way and, of course, the brand. Now, there is a component to that where the team gives back to the community as well, correct? Right, yeah. So um, we have a cause partner uh, called Team Rubicon. And Team Rubicon, many of you know, is a, is a organization really of veterans, uh, not-for-profit. And gosh, I mean, they're probably 25,000 strong now, but it's about disaster relief. So here you have these highly skilled vets at being in very chaotic kind of situations. And so tornado or what, what, whatever, they, they step in there and do an outstanding job helping people get back on their feet. But that's not the only reason why it was started. Many of you don't, probably don't know this, and I didn't, is that 22 vets uh, a day take their lives. We've heard that before. We have our- heard that before. We had a, a previous um, interview with Workshops for Warriors, and the gentleman, Ernan, yeah, Ernan, who um, started Workshop for Warriors, he started the company for that very reason, and he's now training CNC operators, welding operators, and everybody to um, to get into the manufacturing industry and have some hope for the future because of that suicide rate. Yeah, and so so they're also, you know, giving these veterans a purpose now getting them integrated in the community in a very helpful way. And so when we think about our journey and aliveness in the heart, they just seem so logical to, to team up with. And so that's, that, that, that's one of our ways to, to get outside of just the company. Because, again, in our vision, it says ingenious company supporting, supporting, that's a key word, supporting flourishing families and spirited communities. So it, the end game is not the company. The end game is that purpose which we believe is going to come through the families and the community. And so, I mean, really from, from the compass coming out, we're just, we want to play a much bigger game, and, and quite frankly, because we can. I mean, it, it's, I, I believe that I was put on this earth for something more than just me, and, and, and I believe that each and every one of us see this summerly. And so how can we give back bigger than just me? So that's a lot of the spirit of this. That's great. I want to I ask you just a couple really quick questions to, um, to close out um, this episode. What do you think, as a manufacturing leader, what do you think is the most important thing that you can do every day when you, when you come in here and when you interact with your team? And I think you probably touched on it. Well, yeah, so I want to share another, another story here. As, as a leader, I've really got to be real. Um, so I got to throw away the CEO persona, smartest guy in the room. I got all the answers. It's just not true. It's just not true. So as soon as I get that out on the table, now I become real. You know, several years ago, I, w- I was running this million-square-foot plant, 1,200 machine tools, 1,500 people in the bargaining unit. And so I had all these charts and graphs, and I was saying, gosh, we're going to have to reduce force. President of the union says, hey, Tom, you know, get the charts and graphs. Get that you're smart. The problem is we don't think you care. Truth of the matter was I was a quant jock. I didn't care. 
And before I could give some flippant answer, he says, and to prove my point, there's 23 people here in this room in the executive committee. Why don't you tell me their names? And I'll make it easy. Tell me their first names. I knew three. I knew three. I was rocked. How did that make you feel? I was rocked. I mean, I don't remember what I said. And I remember walking out of that room, and for some reason I looked at that president and I said, thank you. To this day, I don't know what compelled me to say that, but it was the right thing to say. Went home that night, my wife's looking at me, she says, oh my gosh, Tom, what's what's going on? I told her the story. She says, you know what you got to do? I said, no, quite frankly, I don't. I'm lost. She says, you got to go back in that plant. You got to work from the very first process to the very last one to get to know those people. So the next three months, starting a core room, they had two founders, aluminum and iron iron foundry. I worked my way through, through, through there, and I got to know faces. And... Stopped with the numbers. And I wish I could say, and I was cured. I was healed. It never happened again. But uh, that's just not, 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 the, not the case. So as a leader, it really has to start with me. I've got to show my heart. And, and guys, I wish I could say, and I'm so good at that now. Uh, there's someone sitting in this room, Erica, that could probably say, ah, he's got his good day and bad days. Um, but, it, but it really is, it, it's got to start with, with me here, here now. And then it's structures and, and a lot about who you hire and how you, how you hire them. We first start with the heart. That's great. And, and Jim knows that I love to read books and I always yeah. kind of give Jim, you know, the well, business you're because introspective, I think uh, you're introverted I, and you're well, extroverted. Yes. Well, but you, you, you are introspective you, too. Yeah. You're yes. You're right. definitely, you, you, you definitely are like that. And yeah. I respect that. And I, you know, I'm, I learned from you and, those characteristics that you have because I don't have a lot of that. Yeah. So um, uh, I want to thank Andy Swindler for actually introducing the two of us. And he must have known us well enough that um, he knew we would hit it off. And you and I have had breakfast a couple times. And I really, yeah, and I, I really got a lot out of it. And we've exchanged books. And the, the book that you gave me was uh, Leadership and Self-Deception. And I started reading this book. And I remember I was laying on the couch. And I, I went to my wife and I said, you got to read this book. And she's like, I don't want to read a business book. And I'm like, no, you have to read this book. Because it, it goes to what you, you just said about like, you know, leading with the heart and treating people as people and not just as, as numbers. And that book really rocked my world. And I could see where your experiences and, and just reading that book, Leadership and Self-Deception, how it's been influenced you. So mm. thank you well, for, well, for that. And thank you for a lot of this leadership insight that you've given us and the Metalworking Nation. Well, gentlemen, it's been you know, truly my pleasure. As I said, it's the first time that I've done this, and and you all made it easy. And and, uh, and, and plus, I'm I'm highly biased to your subject matter. Yeah, I would. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> well, but thank you very very much. Oh, you're it's, welcome. It's, it's, yeah, been no, a, it's a you. definitely pleasure. our pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, we appreciate the time you gave us and your hospitality and. Um, just sharing your knowledge with the Metalworking Nation, because I know at the end of the day, and I always typically say at the end of the show is, you know, Jason and I don't know it all, but what we do know is we do know a lot of people, and we, I've got a little more wisdom than Jason, because I've been on the earth maybe a couple more years longer couple, than he couple, A couple, couple, couple years longer. <laughs> and we all have our, we, we have significant wisdom, and we're both in family-owned manufacturing companies, and... Um, we're just lucky that we're able to take our knowledge and the knowledge of the people that we know and meet and bring this and elevate it to the general population, the people that want to hear it. And, you know, obviously we're biased to manufacturing leaders because that's what our target is of this show. But um, it's it's really great because, you know, I, I, I've learned so much in the last 102 episodes about just being a better leader and a better 
businessman and a better person. person. Yeah, it so certainly pushed me as well. It has. It really, it really has. I mean, when and, you and um, I talked about what we wanted from making chips ourselves, I mean, to me, that was my number one thing is that it's just pushed me to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I had no idea. It sounded like a good idea, Jason, to me. And I said, let's just do it, you know, but I, I'm not going to lie. And it, it, it's been very rewarding, to say the least. Absolutely. So with that, Jason, you you know what my dad always says and how we close the show every week is my dad used to tell me, Jim, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. So Jay Tuthill is is still he's the CEO. Hey, uh, Jay is the chairman of the board. Okay, he's the chairman of the board. I'm so, you're you're the CEO. <laughs> Jay, Jay, I, Jim I knew was, that. I, I knew that. I Jim just, wasn't paying just, attention when I we was. I've got my notes. I can look back at my notes. I got it right here. I've written it down. These are all because the fun- I'm a little older, so I kind of kind of I kind of forget. So that's why I write them down. These are all the fun things we get to edit out and put at the end with the <laughs> no, bloopers. I think it's it's good bloopers. Yeah. Um,